I want to bring your attention to a couple of things here. Uh, first, we have the popular health information website, Healthline, which I think gets like 80 million visitors a month or something along those lines. And um, it has a safe sex guide, which is supposed to guide you in the ways of having safe sex. But in that guide, it has introduced a new term, which is supposed to take the, the place of an old term. And I want to read a bit of this uh, guide to you. Okay, this is what it said. These guides, um, talking about other safe sex guides, these guides often unnecessarily gender body parts as being male parts and female parts and refer to sex with women or sex with men, excluding those who identify as non-binary. Now, just a second here. You notice how they use the word gender as a verb. This is very common these days. You hear people say gender like it's a verb, like it's something that you do. But it's not a verb, okay? Gender is not a verb. You can't gender something. It's not something that you can do to a thing. If you go out for the day and you come home and somebody says, what were you doing today? It wouldn't make any sense for you to say, oh, I was out gendering. You know, I was doing a bit of gendering. That's all. Just gendering. Did a little gendering here, a little gendering there. That, that doesn't make any sense. It's not a verb. Stop it. Stop it. Many individuals don't see body parts as having a gender. People have a gender. What? Body parts don't have a gender because people have a gender? But people have body parts, don't they? What does that mean? Are we really separating the concept of a person from the concept of body parts from the concept of gender? So those are three separate things? So what is a person then? considered apart from their body parts and their gender. So what do you, what is a person? A person is just like this abstract concept floating in the ether. Is that, is that, is that the idea of a person that you have? It's like saying, um, many people don't see hair as having a color. People have hair color. It, anyway, as a result, um, going back to the guy. And as a result, the notion that a penis is exclusively a male body part and a vulva is exclusively a female body part is inaccurate. Oh, that's how many people see it. Is it? Okay, so that's, that's how people see it. All right, people see it that way. If, if people see it as, the, as people see the earth as being flat, well, then I guess the earth is flat, right? Because people see it that way. Um. By using the word parts to talk about genitals and using medical terms for anatomy without attaching a gender to it, we become much more able to effectively discuss safe sex in a way that's clear and inclusive. For the purposes of this guide, we'll refer to the vagina as the front hole instead of solely using the medical term vagina. This is gender-inclusive language that's considerate of the fact that some trans people don't identify with the labels the medical community attaches to their genitals. Um, well, guess what? I don't identify as having arms. I don't, ide I, don't, I don't think I have arms. I've decided that I don't have arms, so don't call them arms anymore. You have to think of a new word because I don't identify as having arms. So if I go to the doctor and they say, look at your arms, I'm going to be traumatized because what do you mean? I don't identify as having them. Right? So isn't that, that's how this works now. This works now. For example, some trans and non-binary identified people assigned female at birth may enjoy... Now let's stop there for a second. 
as I've said a million times, your sex is not assigned to you. Now, notice something here. They use the phrase assigned female. So that's, they're not even, usually they try to draw this ridiculous distinction between gender and sex. You know, like there's a two different things. But female is definitely sex. So what this medical guide is claiming is that your sex, it's not just gender, your sex, your biological sex is assigned to you by the doctor after you are born. That is what we're, that's what we're being told now by like your, your actual sex is something that your doctor decides randomly, arbitrarily, just, yep, that one's a girl. Could have been any, could have been a boy, could have been a dragon, could have been a, could have been the tooth fairy, but now we decided to make it a girl. Um, and anyway, it goes on from there, talking about front holes and so forth. Now, two quick things. Number one, I, I don't want to get overly graphic here, but front hole is not even an anatomically correct description of the body part that you have renamed. That's all I'll say. Number two, you really see the coarsening of the culture here, that, that I am forced to sit here in front of mixed company and talk about front holes. Like, that's not... I would prefer not to talk about these. It, it, this should be, and we are all, all of us, we are way too comfortable having these kinds of conversations with each other where we're using words like front hole and we're talking about, you know, the, these sorts of things. And that's what the culture has done. Because when you've got, it's kind of like the, the choice that we have is we can ignore this kind of stuff and we can let, the, we can let this insanity happen where body parts are being renamed in order to um, in order to indulge the the fantasies of mentally disordered individuals, we can just let that happen and say fine and not acknowledge it, or we can engage with it and address it and um, and oppose it. But in doing so, we're we're forced to have these kinds of conversations, and I think that that latter option is the correct option. We have to engage. We have to, we can't just allow this, this insanity to occur, but it, it means necessarily that we all kind of end up down in the muck and we're all affected by the coarsening of the culture. It's the same thing when you've got people who are literally marching down the street, announcing their sex lives to the entire world. It's like, hey, everybody, guess what kind of sex we like to have? And we're proud of it. When people are doing that, um, again, there's the coarsening of the culture where we, it's like, we don't want to know. We'd rather not know. We'd rather not talk about it. But you are shoving it in our face. And now we're forced to have this conversation, which is not even a conversation that we we want to have with strangers in public. This is private stuff. We shouldn't even be talking about it but we're forced to. Now, um, the LGBT folks have been trying to make front hole happen for a while now. And um, so I did, I wrote a piece yesterday where I suggested some other new words to take the place of offensive body part labels. Uh, I mean, if we're doing front hole, then um, I suggested like looky hole for eyes, smell stick for nose, hearing flaps for ears. Uh, your mouth is now your talk pocket side dangler for arms. Like I said, arms is offensive to me. So call them side danglers. 
your fingers are your pointy graspers, okay? They're not fingers anymore. Your legs are your trunk stems. They're not legs. And actually, the entire human body is now just a skin holder. It's not a body. It's a skin holder. Uh, and, you know, we could go through. We could, there, there are many bodies. Every, every part of the human body is probably offensive to someone, so we could rename them all. Okay. Let's table that story for a minute. And I want to go over and look at something else that is seems to be completely unrelated. Um, here's another story. After more than a century behind bars, the beasts on boxes of animal crackers are roaming free. Uh, Mondello's International, parent company of Nabisco, has redesigned the packaging of its Barnum's animal crackers after relenting to pressure from people for the ethical treatment of animals. PETA, which has been protesting the use of animals in circuses for more than 30 years, wrote a letter to uh, the company in the spring of 2016 calling for a redesign. Given the egregious cruelty inherent in circuses that use animals and the public's swelling opposition to the exploitation of animals used for entertainment, we urge Nabisco to update its packaging in order to show animals who are free to roam in their natural habitats. What what PETA wanted to do is uh, they, they wanted to free the caged animal crackers from their cages and have the box redesigned so that it's not offensive anymore. And the company decided to actually go ahead and do that. So we've got those two things. How are they related? Well, they're both hilarious for one. But for another, they reveal something about progressivism. Namely, that progressivism always progresses like a cancer. It can't say, stay still. It can't stay in just one place. It cannot, it, it can't camp out and defend what it has gained. It can't do that. It has to always march forward or in whatever direction it's going. Because I don't really consider this to be forward. But wherever it's going, it always has to keep marching there. Uh, it always has to find new battles to fight, new victories. And it, it, it's just it, this thing that's constantly moving. And what happens when it has gotten to the point was it's already won the culture. It's already achieved everything that it originally set out to do. What happens then? Well, then it's on to the animal crackers and it's on to the front holes. It, 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 it has to move on to these ridiculous, obscure issues because it has already achieved everything else that it wanted to achieve. This is the problem with any movement. Um, once it gets where it's set out to go, it, it doesn't know what to do with itself. And that goes back to the famous quote about uh, every cause begins as a movement, becomes a business, degenerates into a racket. Well, progressivism is now, it's, 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 it's even, it's worse than a racket. It's this, it's this insane thing that is barreling forward and just consuming everything in its past path progressivism is a movement more than it's a philosophy it's a movement because it moves it's always moves and it simply wants to destroy what was old what existed before and replace it with something new the manipulation of language is a perfect example of this they want to get rid of old words and replace them with new words for no other reason than the, than the fact that the new word is new and the old one is old. You notice with this front hole thing, they never explain what, what exactly, even if I were to 
accept the idea that the word vagina is offensive to trans people and therefore it has to be changed. How is front hole better? What, what, what actually makes that less offensive? Nothing does. It's just a new term. It's a really dumb term. It's crude. It's crass. It's juvenile. Um, and I think even in, in even in j- just by saying front hole, every time you say front hole, you lose five IQ points. That's what I've said it now 10 times. And I've lost 50 IQ points. By the time I'm done doing this, this, uh, this video, I, I'm going to be, I'll, I'm going to be brain dead laying, just laying here because that's how stupid it is. But it's a new word. And that's what progressives do. They just take the old thing and put a new thing in its place. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if the new thing's an improvement. And it doesn't even matter if the new thing actually addresses whatever problems allegedly existed with the old thing. The new thing could have the same problems, but even worse. But it's put in place just because it's new. New is always better, so we always need new things. All the old stuff has to be tossed in the fire. That is... Uh, that is, that's what progressivism is doing. Just barreling forward in whatever direction it's going and destroying with whatever it's in its path and replacing it with new things. And as progressivism moves and moves and moves, it gets further and further away from anything that even vaguely resembles truth or reason or rationality. And it descends further into insanity. And now it has descended all the way into an animal cracker box. And it is finding reasons to fight over animal crackers. That's what, that's what happens. And so we can, as conservatives, um, it's kind of a double-edged sword. Because on one hand, we can look at that and we can say, we can point out to... We can point out to everyone else. We can say, well, look at what progressivism, look what, look what it's become. Look at what kind of arguments they're having. Look, look at what kind of things they're fighting for now. Look, look at what they consider to be a victory now, renaming the vagina into the front hole. That's a, that's a victory for them. And we can point that out to try to guide people away from progressivism. And we should be, because it works to our benefit that progressivism has become so completely, utterly insane. But on the other hand, the only reason that they've gotten to this point is that, they, is that they've been so successful and that they've won every other battle. They, they, they've basically accomplished everything. Everything that they wanted, they got. Every battle they fought, they won. And that's how they've moved on to uh, these sorts of things. If you think about it, they've, they already... Um, redefined human life through abortion, disqualifying all unborn children from, from having the, the, the title of human being. That was a, an enormous accomplishment that they achieved decades ago. Um, they accomplished redefining marriage, which even 20 years ago was an unthinkable thing, but they've accomplished that. So they've been going through and redefining Tearing up, tearing out what was what was what was old, what was traditional, tossing it in the fire, putting something new in its place, and they've done that with these huge things. And because they've already achieved that, now they can move on to these really small, crazy issues. Um, so we should point to that and say, "Look, you don't want to be on that side." <laughs> 
you don't want to be on the side of front holes and uh, fighting over animal crackers. But at the same time, we should remember they only got to this point because of our failures as conservatives to defend the de definition of human life, the sanctity of marriage, and on and on and on. All right. Thanks for watching, everybody. Thanks for listening. Godspeed.